Welcome to the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com, where we talk to photographers from around the globe about turning action figures, Lego, miniatures, and more into fantastic works of art. Good morning, everybody. This is the Toy Photographers Podcast, and my name is Christina Alexanderson, and I'm going to host this show with my dear friend Shelley. How are you, Shelley? I am great, Christina. This is, um, this is fun. I'm really looking forward to this podcast. Yeah, this is a different setting. We are doing it in the meetup setting. How is the meetup going? It's, it's been a lot of fun. We've had quite a few people roll through, probably, uh, I would say realistically, about 45 different people roll through today through the different um, sessions. It's been fun seeing the faces behind the photos. Oh, that's amazing. I just followed the, the Janan talk, talking about light and how he used the natural light from his window doing his photos. I'm so impressed. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you jealous of the work he does or the window or the props or what are you jealous of? Uh, the work and the and the window and the light. So having that beautiful bright white outdoor light at his fingertips right there in his in his little um his office is is beautiful and 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 I'm a huge fan of of Jandon's work ever since I saw his first photo I don't know about four four or five years ago so always always a big fan Mm, uh, I'm most jealous of the of the summertime. <laughs> Even having light, we don't have any lights in the Nordics uh, right now. It's we get the sun about nine ish, and it's uh, no sun. It's only grey, and then it stays grey until about two, maybe one, and it starts to uh, get dark again. So we have a small window, uh, but no really light. So I'm I'm jealous of the the summer and the light. Actually. Yeah, it's it's hard to be a photographer and have there be no light. Yeah, you can, you have to work with what you have. You can always put in artificial light. What about this challenge then, Shelley? You have worked around with a toy photographers meetup. Did you have time to prepare for this podcast? I did. I I did. Shockingly, I looked at all the images and I made notes. Um, we had agreed when we looked at the images that you would take the lead on some and I would take the lead on the other. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready on mine. Yeah, we are doing a marathon. We are trying to go through all the images that the community sent in. We have one hour to play with and the time is ticking. So maybe we should go on and get started. What was the subject? Again, give us uh, the background. The background was that uh, instead of talking about our images like and community submissions around a challenge, we had decided let's in, let's invite the community to show us their favorite photo of the 2020 and give us a few words about why it was their favorite, and then we would tell them why we liked it. Yeah, uh, and you really. Uh stress the fact that it is the favorite photo not the best photo or the most liked photo you had to pick the favorite of the year did, did you find it uh, challenging to to pick one for yourself uh, of course did you 
Yeah, I almost passed, but <laughs> you <laughs> caught me. <laughs> so I actually picked one. But we are going to start with Oliver, Oliver Peterson, and I'm not sure about his nickname on social media because I haven't written that down. For me, people need to have real names. I think names is really important. It's part of being a human to have a real name, not just an alias on social media. And uh, when he shared his favorite image, it was this one. Um, and he told us, because everybody who shared our image actually gave the reason why this was his favorite. And he said uh, one of the reasons was the work behind the image. And he actually liked the scenery. And I couldn't agree more. I, I don't know anything about the work behind, but, but I agree with the, the idea that the favorite photo comes from hard work. And when you actually put a lot of work into an image or into an idea, it becomes sort of more favorite or more loved in, in the catalog. I loved this image uh, in so many ways. Looking at it, I, I love the, the scenery in itself. It's really harsh and it's really difficult to comprehend. And he puts uh, the scenery of a war or maybe the First World War, or maybe it's the Second World War, but I see a First World War image because they have this digging holes during the First World War. Uh, and I love the way he uses lighting, working from the dark on the left to the bright or the really soft light in the right-hand side. And I love the depth in the image that I really see the, the digging hole or the, the canals that the soldiers are walking through. And I love the motion where he has these two figures kind of not talking to one another, but being aware of the situation, it comes with a suspense and, and a, a tension in the image. So I think it's an amazing, really, I love it. <laughs> what about you, Shelley? Do you want to add something? I, I loved it too. Um, I, I'm going to add a couple things. The, the wall on the left is very black and the wall on the right is very white. So you have this dichotomy of the black against the white. And the wall on the white, I look at it and all I see are skulls. And then when you look at it, you see this figure that's emerging out of it. And it's very surreal to me. I, I love the light in this image. And I really love the corner in the right-hand side, which it, it has this red tone of some sort of blood. Or at least I read it as some sort of blood in, in the corner. It captures the horror of war, doesn't it? And the sadness. Shelley, we should go on. The next image is yours to start with. It's Vincent Lee's image. So Vincent sent us a photo that he said he had a lot of fun uh, photographing this for a local TV station um, that Sonny, uh, Zeke Zach Zoom, and um, him uh, were, they got featured um, on their local tele television station. And he chose this one for the program and really enjoyed it. And I think it just probably brings a lot of fond memories for him of a really special time. And it's a, I, I'm sorry, this, for me, this is a Lego photo. And we have three minifigures running uh, a corn cob, the, the pea girl, uh, split pea, I have no idea what that is. And then the banana guy. And then behind are a couple of 
of raptor type figures running towards them. Obviously, they're in fear for their little vegetable lives. And the, the banana has stumbled and fallen. And one of the raptors is looking down, eyeing his recent prey. And there's a lot of motion and joy and frivolous nature to this photo that just, I don't know, it just makes me happy. And it's the, to me, it captures the, the joy of Lego photography. I love the banana, the banana man, the Chiquita man falling because it makes the the tension work in the image. You can really see the next uh, the next image in the movie about these raptors where they actually eat this banana guy. Yeah, having him fall really does make the photo and whether that was an accident or by by choice, but that that tension of that moment is is he going to escape is he not is a is a is a nice it's a decisive moment he's captured. Yeah, and I love the colors as well, working with the green and the yellow and, and the raptors in the background and the depth of feel is really amazing in this image. It was fun. Thanks for sharing. Another part that is really personal for me looking at these images of of, uh, dinosaurs is that it always makes me think of you because you were the one who introduced these dinosaur images in in my world anyway. (laughs) The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. (laughs) We all rush right ahead because this is a marathon. So the next photographer that we are going to look at, his favorite photo is Ariel Figueroa. I'm not sure that I can actually say it correctly, but I try. And he chose this image. He chose actually two images, but we took the first one. And um, he tells us that this is his favorite image because it's the first he does of these funky pops. Is that what they are called? Um, I'm never sure because I don't know anything about toys. Funko Pops. But looking at those, and I think there was a blog post on the toy photographers about these figures. I love this image in the way he works with the layers, with the bird in the background, the figures in the foreground. Uh, There seems to be something happening behind me uh, as a viewer that they are looking at. And they're troublesome because of the the bird in the background. I can see there's there something happening. Or maybe the bird is actually the one who's going to be the threat in this almost like a medieval image of... Uh, I, I, would, I see them as uh, some sort of monks or some sort of... Uh, whatever but but I don't know anything about the background about the the figures you shall usually do so I I'll send it to you I'm I'm clueless I'm I'm absolutely clueless but it it remind I love the the fact that the four funko pops are across the the lower half of the of the frame lined up and not quite in a row and then behind that bird that bird really makes the photo cuz you're right it, it tells a story of of anticipation of of a moment of, of potentially danger but not we don't know they're looking off they they seem very alive and active and i also like the tone i really feel the tone of this image is a, a subdued color I think it really, I think it really works with these figures nicely. 
Yeah, and once again, the colors really work together in this image. It's a le- the the palette of the colors in this image is really the same all together, and that makes it the image works even better. Yeah, nice work, Ariel. Yeah, and once we finish with that, we are rushing to the next one, and <laughs> that's yours, Shelley Tobias. <laughs> This is not fair to take on Tobias. I mean, what's there to say? What it's, Tobias wrote a book, and um, I'm not sure if I'm prepared to, because to, we asked for a couple sentences, and he gives me five paragraphs. Um, oh, I, I thought it was literature. Uh, literature. I thought, really, he, did he do a book? Did I miss that? I'm totally off. But, but now I get it. He wrote a long story about, about behind this image. Yeah. Um, he he had done this for a a um a challenge a photo challenge for a book cover and he had chosen not necessarily um I guess a book lost in translation and the, and he didn't really feel like it had it had conveyed that idea but he still loved the image I think it's a a fabulous image I mean I'm just a huge fan of Tobias's work but what we have is in the lower fourth of the frame, two benches back to back. And on the figure on the left, there's a woman in a pink dress and she's leaning back. And on the right, a a figure very dark, hard to see, and he's leaning forward. And there's this beautiful tension between these two figures. Are they leaning away? Are they leaning towards each other? Do they know each other? I mean, there's just this wonderful sort of story. And then behind them, you have a, a little crowd across this large window I feel like I'm at a maybe a way station a transit station of some kind and but there's very little very muted colors but there's a woman in a red dress on the right and the woman on the bench in the pink and then on the far right there's a woman in the bl- a blue dress and something about those colors leads me across the frame which is I, I really enjoy there's just a lot of depth intention and movement in this photo that is is just a bunch of toys sitting around in a train station maybe i don't know Uh, it's tobias i love it (laughs) yeah i I agree with the colors but but i think he makes me move the eye even better because he has this red (laughs) someone draw on on my screen uh anyway uh he has this figure in a red dress and the ceiling is also red, so it makes me move towards the red in the ceiling corresponding with that. So it actually makes me read the whole image by using colors, making me work around it. I agree with you totally. I, I love the way he uses light to actually spot the woman in the pink dress and making the man, or at least I read it as a man, uh, in, in the shadow of her but they seem to be connected in in the way they lean back and forth. I love the dust on the floor as well, because I think most of the toy photos I see are so clean. And I know that probably Tobias is excellent doing clean images, but he has put dust on the, the, uh, the floor in a purpose, and that's interesting because in a train station or in a public square, they, we usually don't get that much of dust. So it seems to be a decadent place where they don't actually clean or have the resources to make it uh, clean on the floors. 
That's a that's a great observation because Tobias would definitely not be someone who would put that there as an accident. There was a lot of forethought in his images, so he's he's definitely setting a mood with that dust. Okay, <laughs> I'm running. I'm I'm really feeling like I'm running. I, I'm trying to actually get through everybody's uh, images. It feels like a marathon. Yeah, and the next photographer that we're going to stop by is Benjamin Crawley. And his image uh, is a simple one of two Lego figures. And uh, he, when he wrote why he actually thought that this was a favourite of his, he said it was a happy accident that it came out this way. I didn't really think it through I didn't actually know that I would get this amazing image and uh, and he really got the response from the community or the people that looked at the image and they also loved it so so those things together made it his favorite image and uh, I couldn't agree more even though it's an happy accident. I really love the way this image portray how we seem to be connected or next to one another, even though we are far apart. I love the way he uses black and white and uses the comedy or the contrast between the white and the black figure. But in the shadows, they are both grey. They look the same. We are all if we look inside or we look behind the surface, we are all human peoples or people. And I really love that part of the image. It's so much more to the image than just two figures with the amazing shadow. And I love the fact that it has so much negative space. That's one of the aspects of toy photos that I really love is the amount of negative space that it is in this image uh, and the low palette of colors, gray to white, black to gray and white. I think it's amazing. How about you, Shelley? There's nothing not to like about this photo, but it's definitely one of those photos. It's so simple that if you saw it on Instagram, you would just like flip by it and not even notice it. But if you stop and really look um, with about the shadows and the figures and one is black and one is white but the shadows are equal and the and the space around them you just start to peel back the layers of what the the, the meanings here it's it's really uh amazing really i can see why he liked it and happy accidents who doesn't love a happy accident but this is a this is a keeper on every on every level yeah, it's always a favorite when you get a happy accident, when you actually get more out of the image than you thought you would when you set it up. Uh, that is a favorite situation. I really l- cherish those moments, even though they don't come that often. So you have to keep them near and dear. It's so true. So true. That's what keeps us going, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You want to rush ahead? <laughs> <laughs> and after the next one. <laughs> and we're going for Janan uh, Skalova and, and her image. This is Jana's image, um, and it is a little bell uh, who is sitting on a, a little rock, a little island surrounded by water with some other rocks behind her, and a distance of a pale blue sky off in the distance is 
reflected in the in the water that blew. So she's just a very lonely figure in the center of this of this field of rock and water and sky. And Yana said that it's a, the part the rep, the photo represents her. It's a pretty dress, reading a book, being alone in the middle of a fjord in Norway. It was actually taken on a beach in Oslo among the rocks this year. Just before all hell broke loose, every time I see this photo, it makes me happy. It's very calming and positive, and it makes you remember the day and dream of a similar days to come. Um, and uh, I, I feel that in there, but at first I want to say that someone who's photographed outside around a lot of rocks, those rocks look sharp, and I hope that she uh, had some knee protection when she was down low taking that photo. But I, I do like the, the little bell alone. Um, and the figure is so small in the frame, which is kind of like, I don't know how I feel right now, very small in a very big world. And this, this photo sort of reminds me of that as how we humans are really just very small, little insignificant specks in this crazy ass world that we live in. And the fact that it brings her such joy. And then the figure, Belle, loves books. She's alone. She's reading her book. She's lost in that beautiful day it's a very pleasant image nothing not to like i have to ask because i'm not sure i'm, I'm probably the only one in what storyline does bell come in i don't have i have no clue beauty and the beast so she oh. was the bell the her storyline was she was a, a bookworm and she loves her books loved to read didn't like men and then i don't know ended up in a castle there you go. And, and in love with a monster who turned out to be a prince. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know the story. You just had to say the beauty and the beast. And then I haven't known everything, but I don't know the name of the, the, the beauty. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the beauty. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and uh, I think it's a beautiful image. It's a beautiful scenery. I, I actually love the way she uses the landscape to portray this figure. And I uh, and one of the things I really like about this image is how strange it is. How did she end up on that uh, kind of island uh, by herself? in the middle of nowhere, this figure. And it evokes a lot of questions and weirdness. And it kind of encapsulates everything you say. It's an image of the weirdness and the loneliness we feel in this situation we are in the world right now with a pandemic. Everything is, we are kind of isolated on our own islands and she seems to be really happy which I don't feel. <laughs> I'm kind of envious of this figure looking this content on this solitude area in this beautiful landscape. I love the blue and the contrast with the mountains of black and grayish. It is a strange time we live in. Yeah, and I thought she was singing, <laughs> reading this image. I thought she wasn't reading. I thought she was a kind of opera singer standing on this island singing for the world. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> More strange uh, stories. But I didn't know it was the, the beauty in the beauty of the beast. <laughs> so Lack it's actually, don't you think it's more fun when you don't know who the figure is? Because then you can bring your own layer to the story. You're not uh, stuck uh, in that particular property. 
But I never know it. The stories I always bring myself, my own stories to the table, and I believe that everybody else will do that when they look at my images as well. And I get so distressed when people only see a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on them. Yeah. Oh, oh, we go. We go to Fabio's image and. He chose this as his favorite image, and I thought it was so interesting to read his reflection on why he thought this was his favorite image, because uh, he thought it represents the lack of inspiration, the search for change, and he actually found working around with toys and uh, his toys to be a, a quest for inspiration, and this image is a symbol of that. I can't, I, I, I recognize that, but I don't see that in the image, and it actually brings a, a extra layer to the image to know that working through and using your toys and trying to find your inspiration in a time like this by doing these images actually corresponds with me and how difficult I think it is for most of us that are creative to actually find creativity in a time where where there is so little input. Uh, From my point of view, why I think this is a beautiful image uh, is actually I I, I I probably said this a million times on the podcast, but I love still lives. Uh, I I would love to do ordinary still lives all the time. I love looking at them. I like the lack of motion. I like the lack of storytelling. I like everything about a still life. And for me, this is a still life and still an image of what we usually do with our food. We kind of take images of how beautiful it is before we eat it and put it on Instagram. So so it works in two layers. The ordinary still lives of uh, the 16th century in uh, Netherlands and uh, the time of our own era of uh, uh, smartphones and social media. I love the plate. I think the plate works so well uh, to make a contrast with the colors on the on this sushi, sushi place. And I love the, the, the structure. I really love the way the toys or the Lego build is working in this uh, in this situation and how he uses the props of ordinary life to put the to make the the lego works as ordinary food um i really i think it's one of my favorites (laughs) how about you shelly a couple things that came up when you were talking is one is that sushi is also an art form so you've got that other layer of still life as an art form, Lego building as an art form, sushi is an art form, photography is an art form, and you've got all these layers piled in on this. And it's, again, a very simple image that uh, in this world of just mass consumption, we just aren't taking the time to, to see what the artist is doing. And, and we don't hear their stories. And to have Fabio let us know, let us into his life a little bit and and talk about what it means to him to create this and to find some satisfaction in this crazy ass year where we've all been turned upside down 
it's it's beautiful and i i'm in awe of his building and creating this beautiful sushi platter out of lego it's a i can't really add to what you what you've said cuz there's again it's just this the being able to slow down and appreciate what someone has has offered us in this image yeah and i i love everything about it i can really see what sort of sushi i'm getting on this place <laughs> the rolls <laughs> And the wasabi and the ginger and the egg and the shrimp. And I think it's so amazing. That's such a cute little photo. I love it. So, Fabio, thanks for sharing. And I hope that uh, 2021 is better for you. Yeah, I hope it will be better for everybody who is trying to find a creative outlet. Uh, outlet. Uh, we are going to Scott Metz. Metzger, and you're taking the lead, Shelley. Well, this is Scott's work, and Scott's new to toy photography for the last year or so. It's like, he says, this photo was the first time he had shot a roll of film in years. I had forgotten how much I loved it until a friend challenged me to pick it up again. Uh, I was in upstate New York shooting with my father. Whenever I photograph with him, I don't overthink my images and I just go based on instinct. The day was wonderful. The image turned out better than I had hoped. It was the first trip in my new truck and overall is an image surrounded by positivity, positivity and awakening. So this is really interesting because I had Yana just a couple minutes ago and this image is a lot of similarities between them, which is the single figure in the middle. And for both of these photographers, this image brings back memories of a better time, a better place, a, a happy moment, uh, a pleasant memory. I find that uh, really striking. So what we have here is a, uh, a eight by 10 image and it appears to be almost cut in half with a black and white, a white featureless sky, and then a dark, uh, very dark, uh, almost rolling hills in the background, not quite, and a very small figure in the middle of it. And honestly, my eyes are not good enough to know what that is, but knowing Scott is probably Star Wars related, but I'm not sure it matters. It could be, it could be any outdoor, maybe it's a motorcyclist or something, just standing in the middle, holding a helmet, arm up, crooked, looking off. And I, and I love that positioning of the figure looking off because he's dead center in the middle of this black and white image. And he almost disappears into the, the surroundings around him. Yet I just, I'm compelled to wonder what is he looking at off the page, a very still image. There's this tension and I want to know what is he looking at? So that's my takeaway on this one. Yeah, um, I think this is an amazing image. I really love it. But but looking at it um, and being boring, because once you look at the images, you're sometimes boring. Uh, I really love, I love the scenery. And I think uh, um, that's part of what I take away with it. I love the scenery. I love the way he portrays this landscape. And kind of one of the things I learned when I did some sort of workshop in photography, that one cheat you could do when you do a landscape image is to put a figure of a human person or someone in a red dress or <laughs> that 
actually spot the viewer's eye and they will look at the landscape as well. And I think he managed to do that with a really boring and re- um, a, a really modern landscape. He makes it pop by putting this figure in the center and I start to look at the landscape like the figure does and makes me take it in and actually appreciate the ordinary landscape or the lack of knowledge about this landscape and all the details I see are the grain in the foreground before in front of the the, the figure and the grass and I really love how he works with the contrast with the grass and the 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 small figure and makes it really small or the grass gigantic in, in comparison to this figure or this pe- person that it's actually representing at least for me i i love the fact that it's taken outdoors and i love the palette of the colors i love the grayish that he actually works from gray or almost black to not white but he works in this gray area and he works it so amazingly well i really think it that's part of what makes the image pop for me i think ansel adams would be very proud i think he's kit all 10 zones in the zone system yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this image makes me think of Ansel Adams, even though Ansel Adams would never put a person in the image to make me look at the landscape. And he wouldn't have this modern landscape because he has these amazing rocks that really makes the image, that pops image. So even though I see Ansel Adams, I see someone who really works against whatever what it what Ansel Adam has for him he works with this really modern landscape and makes but it pop by, that's true by putting this figure in it I, I think that's amazing nice work Scott a nice work everybody <laughs> if we don't say that we, we are so I'm so I have to stop here and say that I'm so impressed with all the work i'm so impressed that so many share the work and really wanted us to stop by and look at it to give our perspective on it i love the fact that i got almost 20 or maybe i got 20 images to look at and really reflect reflect upon and deep dive through uh, so i've been looking at your images all week looking at details thinking what should i pick up and what should i actually do with this uh, this photo- toy photographer's uh, podcast so if i'm rushing it's because i want to give everybody some time to actually be seen uh, for a moment or two said that we are going to Matt McDonald and his image uh, that I think the backstory is so fun so I have to share it at least uh, paraphrase it uh, Matt says that he thinks this is one of his favorite images because it's done during breakfast and uh, he used toy photo photography as a way to get around and getting comfort during the time we are in 
And this is an image of the breakfast situation and the need for C vitamins. Uh, I, I love that. I thought that was so fun because I would never had uh, seen that. I would have seen this uh, amazing image of this Yoda figure kind of doing his uh, uh, magic. But, but looking at it from that perspective made it fun and really kind of witty. Uh, looking at it and thinking about it, there are some aspects that I really want to bring to the table and that I think it's amazing. I love the way you work with colors, the green and the orange kind of working towards contrasting one another and the blue grayish background that makes the both, both um, motives pop in, in the in the image and I think the composition is amazing as well uh, with a Yoda figure and he looks kind of in control of course and in himself but also a bit sour and a bit angry or bitter or whatever Yoda is uh, and uh, just showing off and we are the viewer or at least I become Luke Skywalker whoever is going to learn how to use the force and Yoda is showing off he is Mr Miyagi he's really the emperor of his skills and I'm the 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 one who's going to to get teached <laughs> I love that fact what about you Shelley well I how can I follow that Christina how 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 am I supposed to follow that I don't know. Seriously. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it, it's a beautifully silly, funny uh, photo and definitely an... Inter- okay, so if I, I, you're, you're at breakfast and you're peeling your orange and then you're like, I'm like, I'm just like in awe of like, where does that go from there <laughs> to this photo? I'm like, I can't make that leap. I find it hysterical. <laughs> Oh, I get that. I get it all all together. But I, and I love the fact that you sit there by be- breakfast and you get this idea and you really work th- work it through and make this image. Uh, it's part of being really bored and creative at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great it's a great choice of figures and and the orange and the story it tells and just being creative at a time when it's just so dang hard to be creative. So it's fun. And we're going to Demian. Shelley, it's yours. I, okay. I love this image. This was, this was, this was so right up my alley. (laughs) Okay. So best I can tell looking at this, we are looking through a toy, like a a child's toy, like a, a baby's grabbing sort of helix of some kind through uh, a, like a peephole or glass with reflections at a little tiny Lego robot with a with just one eye. So you've got all this blue and orange circles looking at an orange bricks and an eye. I just it's um it was it's it's so wonderfully abstract for me and it's but it also represents it's like a dystopian nightmare at the same time so it's a child's toy or is it uh the robots are peeking through their peephole at you i mean there's 
I went, anyway, I don't know if you've ever seen the videos of the Boston Dynamic robots that are just, I don't know, they run around on four legs and they do crazy things like open doors and they're just, they're a little frightening. Um, That's, I guess that's kind of where this photo took me. It took me there. And I also feel like we're kind of looking down at this figure or maybe this figure is looking down at us, but there's a having in the center of the image an eye looking right at you is really um, a little disturbing. There you go. Also like the lights. Yeah, uh, there is so much in this image. I'm really jealous that you got it. <laughs> uh, to to be honest, this is one of those I really wanted. <laughs> so I'm going to to break out here. Um, I really I love this image. Uh, even though I would love to remake it as well. So stay with me. <laughs> Sorry, Damien. Uh, I really love the fact that you use the shape of the the round circle and the colors come back through the image. The blue and the orange works so contrasty to one another. It really works really well. And, and as Shelley says, it's a child's toy. But, but I love the fact that in the center or the, in the middle where the figure that we are lo- that are looking at us or that we are looking at there is a some sort of reflection you can almost see some sort of mirroring of all the whole ball that you have in this um, uh, that we are looking through and i love that fact and i think if I were to remake this image, I would have darkened the, the corners and make the vignetteering or whatever you call it in English more sat, not a, a lot of more vignetteering. So I didn't get the light on, on the left side as bright and I would make the, the light on the right hand side also darker. So the, actually the, 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 the center or the, the hole in, and now I'm doing this on my computer, it, actually putting my hands over the image so I can't see it because it would be even more uh, more impactful at least from my point of view so so if I were to actually give you some advice I'm no I know I'm not supposed to but if I were I would say try that and the other fact that I really think this image represents some sort of dystopian um, or maybe it's a representation of our world of this surveillance I love uh, the fact that you are working with surveillance as a theme in this image of this uh, eye or this robot or this camera or whatever it may be in the center looking at us and we are, we don't know, but we are also looking at that. So we are surveilling one another. And that is part of our society of social media. We are always under or under surveillance of someone. We don't know who, we don't know when, we don't know how. And I love the fact that this image in its simplicity actually brings that subject to the the surface so 
this is one of those images that I really think is so important and it brings a political stand and something we need to talk more about. But that's from my point of view. <laughs> you knew that, Shelley. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a good thing you didn't have this one, Christina, but you're right about the vignetting. I'm doing that with my hands on the sides. And if you, if those were taken down, it really even brings even more depth to the photo and really brings that eye looking at you just straight straight to the top yeah I can see that and and you're right it, it's a it's interesting that we have this very simple photo but it's it touches on this huge issue and just because people don't know that you did an entire book on surveillance um, but that's another story okay Moving no, on. They, of course they don't know that because uh, I, anyway and and one other aspect of of kind of remaking the vignetteering is that the bubble in the center that is so subtle will pop it will be seen more you will see the reflection and that this figure is also um um, around, surrounded by these circles of holes of people looking at it. So the surveillance comes from every part or from every corner of this uh, in this uh, setting. Now we're going to leave that and talk about Astrid's image. <laughs> um, Astrid, she said that one of her favourite images or her favorite image for for 2020 was this one of uh, Tintin and the reason is that Tintin is one of her childhood heroes and she really connected with me there because he's one of my favorite or my my childhood heroes as well I kind of lived with Tintin or whatever he's called in in French Tintin in Swedish uh, and uh, his dear friend uh, the captain and all the stories and the adventures he's on and I kind of through my whole childhood went around thinking of his adventures, listening to the books, reading the books. I'm not a comic reader, so I can't really read Hutch, but, but I have listened to it because we have this Swedish uh, read through uh, um, storytelling about uh, this figure. Uh, and I love this. The, I love so much in this image, but what, when I look at the image, uh, I'm so impressed with the way you, she uses colors. Uh, this lack of color or the palette is really slim you have this uh, beige or or soft uh, jello uh, color in the background in the foreground in the grass and they have the same colors on the figures and the only thing that actually makes it stands out is the depth of field that she actually put him in front of uh, the camera and makes him pop and the blue color on his shirt and uh, and there is another part of the image because Tintin is uh, a figure from the 60s, 50s or 40s and he doesn't have a smartphone or not a GPS. He's probably holding some sort of cup or something. But looking at the image, I see him holding a kind of a, a GPS, kind of trying to find his way in the surrounding. And I love that fact because it works so well in the setting. Uh, and 
I'm a sucker for composition where you put the figure in in the center of, <laughs> of the the image, and uh, she she does that as well. So so there is a lot of in this image that makes my heart beat a bit extra. How about you, Shelley? It's it's just like a painting. Um, I really do like the colors. It's such a simple palette with the the browns, beige, and pale greens, and just t against his blue of his sweater. It's just really nice. It's like a, just a really beautiful portrait of a toy. Which sometimes those are my favorite my favorite photos. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really really beautiful. It's a uh, beautiful in its simplicity, and you have to fill the rest of the story by yourself. Yeah, but there's plenty of Tintin stories, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he's troublesome. <laughs> so don't let me, don't get me started because there is a great debate about him and Hurge, the creator of Tintin. So we, we leave that through. We'll leave that. That's yeah. political. Move on, move on. <laughs> uh, and we are going to... I think her name is Jennifer, but Tourmaline. Tourmaline. Yeah. Yep. And you're going to go for, for starting this conversation. So this is an image by Tourmaline. And for her, this image is uh, she had a, a tough year creatively, which we hear that a lot, right? But this for her, this image came out exactly how she wanted it to. And it reclaimed a, just a tiny bit of the magic of, of photography in 2020 for her. And it's a very, it's a very magical image. So what we have is a uh, candy cane forest that is a uh, whole mess of candy canes laid out in a receding V line. And the foreground is this white sparkly almost candy floss type of snowy foreground with a little black dog-esque like animal and then the background is very sparkly and colorful and rainbowy and it's just a, it's like you just stepped into candy land really and so it's a it's a fun image and Jennifer is known for working with them um, little dioramas that she's made and uh, fantasy with food and the HO figures and I like the perspective of being very down low and as if we're at the level of the of the little animal walking through this snowy landscape in the and into a, a candy cane dream it's just very dreamlike for me I, I loved it yeah it, it makes me think about that um story about the yellow brick road <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe Alice in the Wonderland there is something about the the mystical or some sort of surreal situation of this image I love the glitters I, I love the softness or maybe it's salt that she's working with in the foreground. I can't say, but, but I love the way the texture in this image works with the hard and the soft and the glitter and the sky uh, and the bright spots that comes through in, in the, or is it bubbles? I really love almost feeling the textures in, in, the, in, the, the, in the image. Well done. Yeah, does it does it remind you of like one of those nineteen thirties movies starring um, Cindy? It's a bit cinematic. 
Yeah, but it's like it's like one of those Bu- Busby Berkeley movies or Shirley Temple, Babes in Toyland, you know, musical number. Just I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, the one who's walking towards the <laughs> on the yellow brick road. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, all right, we're off. We're off. <laughs> we're going to Sabrina Perry, uh, uh, and she took uh, and shared this image with us and said the reason she finds this to be one of her favorite images is that it was her first image of reflection with toys working with a reflection and uh, uh, the motion in the water is also an aspect in, in, in the image that she really likes and uh, uh, you're talking to to women that really are suckers for for reflections (laughs) so you couldn't bring it more to the the to home um i i'm i love the reflection i think it's beautiful i there's a lot of things in this image i really want to bring to the surface and talk about i love the way you have crowded the the figures in the boat that they are really packed together they are really 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 close to one another it makes it feels like they are connected that they are a group of friends i know that it is harry potter <laughs> i actually know that much um and i i love the composition it's it's amazing uh, the way you get the whole reflection in the image um i think it's um really beautiful with the darkness or the black the grayish area (laughs) and I really think it's beautiful it's childlike it's happy it's everything a good toy photo could be how about you you're right we are suckers for a for a reflection photo I mean what can we say (laughs) I like the way Harry is popping out of the back, like he's like peeking out, like what are they talking about up there? What are they, you know, what's he being left out of? I think that was a nice posing, but it's a great reflection photo and what's there not to like about that? And the figures are beautiful as well. So some looking at these Lego figures, I really think they are beautiful. Then we are going to Haran Ebrahim and his image. That's yours. Well, this is a little Lego Lego figure scuba diving, and it is he's suspended in the middle of what we are to take is the deep dark sea. But what's interesting about this is the light is coming from below him, as opposed to if he was I don't know I I don't scuba dive, but if I did, I'm not sure if I would go head first. So I'm assuming that the light is coming from below him. I. I'm making some assumptions here and we're not supposed to do that. Um, it's a very blue image in dark and empty and lonely like the sea is. And what Haroon had talked about, he says, I always love foot with sea. What did he say? He last, last year on holiday, I continued my scuba diving experience and I wanted to capture the beauty of the deep sea and show that it's a vast emptiness where there is beauty. And I couldn't agree more about uh, the sea. It's a beautiful place. I've only not scuba dived, only done the snorkeling thing. So this really image really 
I could feel the loneliness and the beauty of the deep, but I've had some negative experiences. So there's always that edge underwater for me. And so that's why I really like the light coming up from below and lighting up his mask so you can't see his face. And there's a bit of a mystery going on with this light blue, almost like ice-like feeling at the bottom of the frame. And there's just a little bit of the of the beauty and the terror and the danger of the under undersea for me. I just, I liked, I liked it. I think it's a beautiful image, but it makes me think about kind of diving under the ice. And uh, for me, he, it becomes almost upside down. Like he's going down from, and the ice is in, in the, in the bottom of the, the image, but he could be above him as well. And uh, how you actually, when you dive under ice, you have to go for the dark spot, not the bright spot, because where you can get out is where it's dark. So it's it's a strange image, and, and I love the way he uses lighting, and I love the way it feels. It's really cold. It's really, really lonely. It's difficult. It's hard. And... It's even colder because of the bluish uh, white balance in this image. It's really, I love the simplicity of the image and the colors, of course. Everything is working color-wise with the blue and the yellow. So it's really well done. Yeah, it's really effective. His, he, he met his goal yeah. beautifully. And then we have Joe Overton and... Uh, he said that one of the reason, or she maybe, uh, the one of the reason he thought this was his favorite image uh, is because he loves the atmosphere of the image, and uh, I, 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 I see what he means. And for me, uh, what I like about this image is kind of. Um, the way he works with fields in the image, with the uh, the softness of the the mist in the bottom and the softness of the bouquet in in the in the top of the image, and in the middle the greenery of the trees. It really works well with these fields in the composition. I like also the perspective of me looking up at this figure. It gives it power agency and makes it possible to be the it, it it isn't threatful to me because i'm looking at some sort of scene i'm not the one who's going to be i'm not the one who is pointing at but but it, it still it seems to be something happening outside the frame and i, I think that's m- makes the image work because that tells a story and i can fill the story and the bouquet is amazing as well that's a really good point about the looking up at the toy and so you're not facing down the barrel of the gun so you're out of the point of danger and so you can enjoy the image but not feel threatened by it. That's a really interesting point. Then we have Benjamin. That's yours, Shelley. Benjamin, yeah. His, um, this is 2020's been a rough ride and we all needed to call on our own superheroes to save our skins. So 2020 is the year he experimented seriously with lights and his Pringles snoot light. So Pringles is a type of potato chip. And it's a perfect example of me trying to understand how lights and shadows work, trying to make a bat signal out of a Pringles box and you'll know why. Um, so this is uh, so this is a very black image 
And in the middle of it is a big circle of yellow light. And in the middle of that is a the, a, the blurry image of a bat, as if the bat signal. But below that, there's a line and a very tiny Batman, like on the top of a, of a building. And I loved the scale of this because normally when you see Batman, he's super big, he's large, he's he's larger than life, he's looking over the city and looking down on the city. But from this one, we're the the person down on the city street looking up and seeing this tiny figure, and and it's like, is is this a superhero we're we're looking to? I can. There's just this really disconnect that it's that because the figure is so small, it doesn't feel like a superhero. So I just thought it was flipping the whole genre of the superhero on its head with the scale on this was just wonderful. Uh, I agree. Um, I haven't thought about it in that context, but I think that's an uh, interesting one. I love the way he works with the silhouette against this soft bucket of the the figure in the background we recognize it we it feels cinematic uh, it, it works really well with the figure and my perspective looking up at this figure it, i could have backed even further seen even more black and make it even more um i think it's i, I really love the way he works with the silhouette and and i think this image really says that less is more yeah, that's a very good, succinct way to put it. Less is more. And then we have Matthew, who um, s- sent in this image as his favorite image and um, said that the reason he thought it was one of his favorites of 2020 was that it portrays the toy as a toy. Uh, they simply can't outrun us even though we pretend they are alive we can always catch them (laughs) it's also he also like part of it as because it's simple it's uh, pretty it works well i love that fact that this image and the thought behind the image is tray or break the contract of the toy photographers uh, of the idea of we portraying toys as something that has a life or being part of toy story that uh, even though that isn't true and he's actually trying to portray that and and the lack of motion even though there is no motion in the still life there is n- or is still photo there all it never is you can feel that there is motion in the hand trying to reach for the figure that's running off even though it's not possible to run off but but we can actually pretend it can and the the brick in the in the background of the behind it that's standing still so you get this contrast between the wood and the plastic and the the human hand uh, I think uh, I, I, I like the way he uses these tr- three elements to portray motion uh, the standing brick the pretending or our pretending that the Lego figure can run and the hand r- reaching in in actually moving or the you can see that in the softness of the focus that you have motion bit blur in this image so it's actually action in it 
and uh, I'm a sucker for negative space, of course. So, so there is a lot of negative space in this image. How about you, Shelley? Did you did you see any of the references to 2001: A Space Odyssey? Because when I see that red brick, all I can think about is the obelisk that the monkeys on the moon or yeah. whatever the heck that movie starts with. It's like it's the spaceman is running away from the and and the hand is like so the you see hail force. the hand know. is hail it's a, it's a great play <laughs> and you have this uh, astronaut from <laughs> from space odyssey i think i think there is a i think we talked about this image in the podcast and we actually talked about that reference that uh, at that time but for me it would be even clearer if the brick wouldn't have been red uh, and I love the fact that it is red, that he works with that bright contrast towards the gray, gray bluish background, picking up the red elements in the hand and the white figures that pops out. So I see it, but I don't think it's that clear. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I, I do like the, the play, the play on the plane and the toys are meant to be played with and the sense of motion and the three elements, again, simplicity, make your point. You don't need a lot of extra yeah, stuff Yeah, thinking around. about three, the, the, holy, the holy three elements, <laughs> you have the holy ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trinity of toy photography. And he portrays that. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, toy photography is a religion. And you have that in the Space Odyssey as well. You have the religion and the computers, the artificial intelligence. Where do we come from? Where do we go? How can, can we master our own destiny? Yeah, anyway, we're going to Chiara. So this was the last minute entry, and uh, we don't know why this was her favorite, but uh, I, I can see why. I, she made the diorama. It's her favorite toy. It's beautifully lit. Uh, the scenery is perfect. Um, he's getting his little, you know, he's the look of happiness and joy on his face. The, the elements, uh, the sewer. I, it's a, I, I love that Domino's pizza um, vending machine. The, the lighting on it really makes me feel like it's a, we're in the dark sewer. There's the lighting is, from he's being lit from the machine i guess maybe from above a little bit through a grate uh, it's just very it's a very dynamic and colorful and image suitable for the the tmt yeah. world completely it's a it's a fun image what i love about it is all the details all the details that really work so well with the shadows of the figure the shadows behind the figure the shadow of the pit, Domino's pizza uh, the smiling face of actually open this pizza box looking at it yeah I think it's and the and the fact that there is a pizza a pizza box in the the vending machine as well I think that's amazing Yeah, a lot of lot of attention to detail. Yeah, <laughs> two for one. Who's not gonna like that, it's right? I, I think I'm always so <laughs> impressed when people actually make this effort to make an image work. <laughs> so much details, building these sceneries, putting this figure, having all these props. <laughs> I know it's crazy, isn't it? I'm just like I'm just looking at that and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of work. I'm so impressed. <laughs> 
Nice work. Yeah, and I'm going for Tony's image. And um, he sent in this image and he said, I think this is one of my favorite images because it represents how the pandemic actually took away our company or our ability to be in the company of friends and family and what we actually miss i think it's uh, it's such a beautiful way to tell the story why he picked this amazing image of janan and his child i love the image uh, not just because it represents what we miss in a time of pandemic where we self isolate or should self isolate i love everything about this image how the 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 view i am as a viewer they are seemingly looking at me both of them and the father seems so happy playing with his huge toy and we have this child that is more subtle or maybe more back drawn and more shy looking at the photographer and holding her toy there's some sort of music instrument she's kind of not prepared for the situation she doesn't really know what's it's expected this big smile but the adult actually knows what we want in a picture i should smile look happy and they are playing and all the toys on the on the kitchen table and i can really see the difference in their interest and what they actually attend to I love the way it works and and the composition is really well done with the the big bigger father and the smaller child really working well to one another and the colors is amazing. I love this image. I think it's a beautiful portrait of a father and a, a, a child. Yeah, I I would agree and not just because it's Janet and his daughter, but also the composition is really amazing. Just the tr- the the hard triangle between the two of them and they each have a, a yellow toy in their hands is just really really yeah. well done. And good, all good, the yellow that awesome comes capture. back in the image that makes me wonder the eye through the image. So I actually read all the the toys on the table going from the the jello action figure to the jello car to the jello um music instrument to the jello plastic figure in front of the child to some sort of jello whatever it is in the foreground and then going back with a blue a bit and so it really makes eye work by using these jello spots yeah then we have Konstantin Kosnesov I, I'm just a, just a huge fan of Constantine's work, so it's really not fair to throw this one at me. I mean, he's just a consummate Lego photographer, but he does his own builds, and his photos are as much about the build as they are about the photography. Uh, and it's just, so you've got this uh, little mock. Uh, it's the corner of a room. Um, it's divided on the right-hand side with a with a window with the sun coming in and uh, a little vase and the sun is coming through the flowers and on the left there's a there's a little uh table boudoir sort of dressing table with a couple door drawers and a mirror i thought that was very cute that's a real mirror real piece of reflective glass and a couple of 
little lights on either side and decorative elements in the wall and the figure is standing in the middle holding a real flower uh, with a very pleasant look on her face and it's just a very bright happy cheerful image but what makes Constantine's images so I don't know a step above your average mock photographer is that the attention to detail with all the little elements like all the little vases across the frame starting on the left the little upside down lego bricks with real flowers and she's holding the flower and on the right hand there's another one on the ground and the lights coming through and then up in the upper right hand corner there's more bricks with flowers in them and you just your eye just wanders around it's just a feast of detail of just pleasant happy the color is right for the mood he's trying to to convey of just uh just a peaceful quiet moment and also as a lego photographer i appreciated his attention to detail on the legs being a little off and not just straight which is easier to pose but this is harder to pose but feels a little bit more lifelike so i just i thought it was all around just a really pleasing composition and a and a nice feeling emoting from it yeah it's it's a really awesome build i love the details as you picked out um i also love part of looking at the image i really love the way he uses ordinary flowers but also lego flowers in the cabinet above the the mirror there is some sort of lego flowers put on display Kind of like a herbarium. I really like that fact. And I love the way the sun comes through the window. Bright and really with all these strays going around. And that he also blows out the flowers. That he actually let the light bring all the power to the, to the image. That we can't really see the flowers in the window. Even though we can see them but we we have to fill out i really love that because most of uh, images working with the scenery would would make it softer but he really makes this pop of the sun coming out of uh, the early morning bitter above uh, the the horizont and really popping into the room i like that It's a, it's lovely. I should, uh, so Constantine wrote that he was inspired by a person who he hasn't seen for five months due to the lockdown. And although this person wasn't there, she's always with him in the sunny photo. The long sunsets in the north during which the, he took the shot fascinated, fascinates me. That's why this photo creates a pacified atmosphere. So the serenity and the memories of a, of a person who is important to him. And I, I, yeah. I feel that. This themes, Christina, we're feeling it in all of these photos. It was a hard year. Last but not the least, we have Arvin, 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 Coloma, who made uh, this image, um, uh, the Boba's Prize, and um, he shared it because it's one of his favorite images from the year, of course. And one of the reason he shared it is because he thought he entered some sort of contest. And this was one of his submissions. He didn't win with this, but he won with the other one. But he loves this even more because 
of the way it portrays the story of Boba's prize and he the the condition for this contest was to use whatever you had around you to to make a scenery with your toys i think this is uh, so whimsical and fun i love um, i love everything about this image i love the way he uses ordinary stuff and put it in this uh, star wars uh, universe and making the universe comes through the computer or go to the com computer it's really movie close to the movie and putting the movie in a different context i really think it's well composed i i love the way he uses the pen and the book to to be two elements that balance the image in the foreground and the background and how he works with the, the shapes of the, the Baba casket with a book that's the same shape. The only thing I'm having somewhat difficulty with is the Apple on the Apple computer because it's so bright, but I can get the why it's there because uh, that's part of the evil part or maybe the Imperium. <laughs> I love that fact. Uh, maybe I would have <laughs> made it a bit softer because it takes so much uh, space it, it, because it's so bright. But 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 I didn't. I don't want it to be off. I want it to be part of the image. Uh, I love the way he works with color, with a bluish going to red uh, in the Stormtrooper army, and how he uses all these figures, uh, to kind of being in a platoon or being really a, a soldier's group. I, I think that's amazing. And I love the fact that uh, the spaceship or, or the, the Boba's ship is the computer. I think that's so fun whimsical and fun really amazing i love the the creativity in this but yeah there's a lot of creativity also when you're talking about the shape of the casket of han solo's casket and the book in the background it's interesting that he chose that many stormtroopers because they also that mass of them as a whole equals the mass of that book and both of those shapes equal the sort of balance out the the looming computer next to it. So it's really an interesting uh, composition of of shapes within this this photo, above and beyond the fact that they're just super cute stormtroopers. Like what he said, what's there not to like? There's got stormtroopers in it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I never understand that. Is it? Are you ironic, or are you meaning it, or what does it really mean? I think for Arvin, I'm going to say it was ironic uh, because uh, there's just a joke that you stick any photo, put a stormtrooper in it, and it's in on Instagram. It's more than likely going to get more likes just because people love stormtroopers. They just they just love stormtroopers. Yeah, that's a good segue. Yeah, the uh, next photographer that was was hesitating to to actually take part in this challenge was me. And uh, do you want me to tell people why I think this is one of my, why I put, put this image forward? Yes. Yeah, um, I actually took this image because um, I have started on a new project uh, that is actually not about toys, but it's a self-portrait uh, 
project and I'm going to work around a fairy tales and some quotes but I'm going to mix my self-portraits with toys and uh, I will probably use this image but more in a bluish tone uh, for that project so so I decided this will work uh, it will be working in that context I picked this image because it's uh, done with the same techniques that I use in my self-portraits um, I, I work in the high key tone and I really like high key I think it's uh, uh, interesting way to to use light I think it's interesting to I, I what I like about this image is also the lack of of props the lack of uh, stuff in it uh, that it's simple in in its composition one part of it uh, that I also love is the shadow that casts through the figure that is long and kind of uh, eternal you can see you can't see where it ends uh for me the lack of action is part of the reason why i picked this image but he is still moving he's walking towards something hesitating but he is walking and in many of my work the figures seems to be walking towards something and one of the myths or one of the the stories I come back to is the one of Asverius. And I call this image also Asverius, the wandering Jew. Uh, the story of uh, the Jewish people always in the move. It's an old story, comes from the Bible, the book of Esther. So that's part of why I've picked it. When when you sent it to me, I immediately loved it. It's like it's like the missing link. It's like that. It's it's the connection between your toy photography and your self portraits. Because the only thing for me when I look at this, I know you talked about that. There's no props in it, but if if the stormtrooper had been holding a teddy bear, it would have made all the sense in the world to me. Uh, it's just I love that it's so minimal that you've stripped it of all of the details and there's nothing to distract you from the shadow and the figure and and where he's going which is just I don't know there's just a really beautiful simplicity and calmness to me in this image that radiates that I don't know if that's what you intended it's um it's lovely it's pure Christina thank you, thank you. I'm not sure that I'm going for um, calmness. I'm more going for restless. But but in this story, I'm going to portray this will be my prince. Well, I can't wait to see what this how this develops because it's really nice seeing the two. Well, you have many threads that run through your work, but seeing that that you're the what you've been working on the last couple of years reflected in your toy photography it's it's nice to see that coming around or your toy photography being enfolded into what you might consider your your yeah, real but work i don't see it as toy photography i see it as still lives and i'm going to work in the because i've I've actually done a lot of uh, self-portraits and I put those together and I realized there is something lacking. There is so much 
just the same stuff and much of my work is the same stuff me digging in the same hole and digging even deeper and even deeper and even deeper and even deeper but then I realized no I should put still lifes to actually balance these self-portraits there is nothing happening in the self-portraits or maybe there is but 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 there is so little motion there's so little action and I'll put the still lives to put the story or fill the story or the backlog or the surroundings around this character that I'm building around so so uh, I'm going to do some sort of book project so it won't be or maybe a series of images but 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 it will end up in a book and working with uh, quotes and still lives and self-portraits um so uh, I have this great idea. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see it into fruition because I think it's a great idea to use the toys in this in for you. You call them still lives. I'm not going to go down that road with you. We've had that battle before. Uh, but I, I think it is a really in, an interesting foil to the to the self portrait. So I can't wait to see you yeah, develop we'll see. that. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But I have, I have even brought. I'm going to do a self-portrait today with <laughs> some sort of um, flowers. <laughs> and I bought a... Yeah, I have a really... I'm really filled with this idea. So so I'm going for this. Okay. Uh, well, then we have your image and we're going to end on that. So, um, Shelley, tell us, why, why did you pick this image to be your favorite for 2020? Uh... I chose the final voyage of Boromir as my favorite image because uh, for two reasons. One, it's, well, well, three, I love it. Okay. Uh, two is, it's an image I've been chasing in my head and in my photography for many years. And I finally, finally brought all the pieces together and, and actually pulled it off. So there's a sense of accomplishment to that. And uh, and the other one is uh, I was playing with a new lens and I got it, <laughs> which is always like a technical success. Yay. I'm sorry. I'm really shallow about why I like my images, Christina. <laughs> and I love the color of it. I love the muted nature of it. It's at my favorite park. Uh, it was a beautiful day. It was successful. And um, it also, for me, represents the year of just the year yeah. lost. What else can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like I like um, there's a lot to like in this image. I like the color palette, the brownish, soft, beige, yellow colors. I love the tone of the colors that you work with a soft, really, really warm tone in in, in the in the color palette. I love the water. I love the the fact that the reflection is better than the the and than the figure in itself. It's kind of difficult to see the figure, even though I try to. I'll seem to see him better in the reflection. I love the motion in the water of you twirling the the water on the right hand side. 
um, because that makes the scene pop a bit because there is a lot of detail there and there is not much detail in this image and that's a fact that I really like as well. It becomes almost like uh, this romantic painting from the 18th century of uh, some sort of idea of what it would have been during the Vikings that you could actually bury a king this way in a boat sending it off to sea to be with a the the generations before him and thinking of that I I love the the romantic tone in this image Uh, but thinking about that idea or the myth that you can actually send off a, 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 a king the king towards sea in a boat you didn't have those resources during this this era we couldn't send off a boat you couldn't uh, if you had a boat you had to use it so so i love that fact that it makes me think twice if this actually could be true or is it just a fiction or an idea i love the idea i think it's so romantic uh, and i don't want it to be realistic at all uh, and i think uh, you portray the the lost or, or the the way we kind of send off our our year towards the eternity in this image makes it so beautiful. I also love the way the sky corresponds with the the, the puddle and the brightness. As I had said in in a lot of other images, I would have wanted you to bring down the highlights a bit because the highlights is really really bright. And that makes my eye center the big part of the bright highlights in the foreground. And that takes a bit over my way of looking at the image. I would have wanted that to be a bit. I'm not supposed to say that, I'm sorry. Um, I love the way you use the white flowers around him. It works so well with the white parts of the, the image. Uh, it's well composed. Uh, I love the the way you work with the diagonal to actually make the move towards the scene into the image. I love the negative space, of course. So it's a beautiful image. Thank you. I got to work on my Photoshop and my bright spots. We've talked about that before, and I do struggle with them. Yeah. But yeah. I'll get it. One of these days, I'll become a real photographer someday. Yeah, but, but the hard part with the bright spots, because I work with them all my all the time myself, is that it brings. We look at we well, our eyes look at the bright. We look at motion. A video always outlines a, a still life or a still photo. We always love the motion. We we tend to look at the motion, and. In a, in a still photo, we kind of focus our attention to the bright parts because our eye works that way. Yeah. I got to work on that. You bring it up and I'm like, yeah, because I, I, it's, it's lazy editing. Yeah, it, it, it's worth oh, well. thinking about anyway. You can decide to go with this really high bright, uh, highlights, but bring it back a bit. I think you will win on it. I, th- I think the image will win. 
and and the reader of the image will make it will make the reading easier. Yeah. Well, that was quite a marathon, yeah. my dear. That was amazing. Yeah, we did, we did it. it one hour and a little and long, but minutes. Um, that's good. So, in, you, no one's going to make any sense of this. So, they're going to have to go to the blog. All of these images will be up on the blog. You'll see all of them. Um, I'll recommend you watch them before. But they'll all be there for you to look at, and hopefully uh, when you see other people's favorite images, you'll take the moment and take the time to, to look and see what, what these photographers are saying, because there's a lot going on below the surface that we just rush by. And when you take a moment to look, it's really rewarding. And I think you can get inspired by looking at other image, other photographers' work and thinking about what actually makes an image become a favorite. It is the hard work. It is a lucky accident. It is that it represents a time or a space that we are in or a situation we want to remember. So thinking about and looking at your work from the perspective of thinking, what is it that I like? Not only what is it what other people appreciate, they may appreciate the same thing that you like, but thinking about that, I think that's a big part of of actually putting your favorite photo in, in focus. Very wise words. Yeah. Yeah, should I think we, leave we should it there? wrap it up here. And uh, I'll say thank you for letting me do this during the meetup. And this is actually the last podcast that I'm going to do in this context of uh, talking about images, or at least for a while. Uh, I know that you will go on doing podcasts, uh, you know, on a regular basis. Aren't you going to do that, Shelley? Yeah, I've got a couple of people lined up and some ideas and some things to do. So we will miss you, but I, I've got some books that we're going to read and I'm going to drag you back for those. So we'll see you and we'll hear you again soon. Yeah. I can't let you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you for every, thank you everybody who listened. And I'm really, especially sending my thanks to everybody who stayed during the talk on the meetup and for everybody who listens on the podcast feed. And I want to send my love to Joshua for doing the editing and for sending those amazing nice words to me thank you for your support thank you for all the work you have done thank you for working with me and doing this podcast and thank you Shelley thank you Christina it's been fun and then we'll end bye thank you so much for listening if you want more episodes or articles about toy photography, visit us at toyphotographers.com. The best way to connect with us on social media is on MeWe. Search for toyphotographers.com or find the link in the show notes. If MeWe's not your thing, visit us at Facebook, Toy Photographers, or on Twitter, at Toy Photoblog, or on Instagram, at underscore toyphotographers underscore. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>